This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. Today on the line, I have Rashmi Menon, Country MD for Leaderonomics Malaysia. And today we're going to be talking about the business importance of ESG. So I think uh, before we even get started on the deep dive, can you please tell us what ESG is? Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, good, good morning, everyone. Uh, so ESG is actually something very specific to corporates. Uh, I think most of us know about what UN SDGs are, Sustainable Development Goals. Now, ESG, you could consider it as a subset of uh, SDGs. Uh, ESG stands for uh, Environment, Social and Governance. And essentially, this is a framework or sort of guideline for how organizations can actually in incorporate these elements into their business model. So, you know, if you're in an uh, environmentally conscious company, what are the moves, you know, what are the things you need to do to not impact the environment or to help the environment? What are the social things you need to do to kind of keep your uh, employees happy, your workforce happy, the culture, you know, good? And uh, finally, when it comes to governance, then this is one of the things which specifically talks about governance. So it's about how the company structure should be, you know, your board structure, your uh, your executive compensation, all of those things. So how do you govern or, you know, what's the governance in your company? Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, for people who do, who maybe don't know, need a reminder, the SDGs, as you mentioned, are the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. That's and right. uh, there are 17 of those goals. Um, so it's designed to sort of basically make our world a better place by 2030, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully. And the interesting thing is a lot of companies, uh, you know, around the world have now started reporting on these goals. So even mm-hmm. within Malaysia, if you, you know, if you see a lot of companies, uh, annual reports will actually have a whole sustainability section. And I think that's a great, you know, direction we're moving towards that yeah. uh, you can um, actually quantify or at least try to quantify what is the positive impact you're trying to make to the environment. So mm-hmm. companies like Sime Darby or... Uh, you know, Maybank, everybody reports on their SDG goals. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to ESG and the reason why we're talking about this today is because incorporating environmental and social and governance, you know, issues into your company is going to help your company in the long run to, you know, understand your values. And also as a whole, it should kind of be the direction we're all moving in anyway to be more aware of those issues. Um, So, yeah. So in regards to all of that, we have ESG, and they're sort of under the umbrella of these goals. That's so right. from that point, right, where does CSR come in? Ah, So CSR is corporate social responsibility. And I think it, it's more about how the how corporates actually are active citizens, act, active citizens in the communities they're in. So how do they impact the communities about them, around them? And the key difference would be that ESGs very specifically bring in governance uh, and corporate social responsibility only has governance as a sort of an outcome of being socially responsible. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, in ESG, so ESG, interestingly, if you look back at the history, this is 2005, 2006, Kofi Annan, the then UN Secretary General, actually asked a whole bunch of financial institutions to come up with frameworks for organizations to be socially, environmentally, you know, responsible to have good governance. And they came up with this framework in a sense. So 
ESG investing became a big thing at that time. So you have a lot of organizations or a lot of, you know, uh, funds which now actually actively invest in companies which are following ESG standards or trying to be, you know, you know, using ESG as part of the way they, they function. So, so yeah, so CSR is very specific about doing community service, giving back to the community, being socially responsible, uh, whereas ESG is a much broader term. So in a way, I guess, if you look at it from most broad to least broad, you have the SDGs, then you have ESG, then you have CSRs. CSR, absolutely. Very interesting. So I'm curious to know, why did you want to deep dive into how ESGs uh, are important for business today? People sometimes look at the cost of of doing, uh, you know, having ESG or being environmentally conscious. But if you mm-hmm. really look at it in the long run, there are so many things that you can impact. ESGs drive consumer preference. And I think for every client, every corporate, your consumer is king, right? That's why you do the business you do. You want your consumer to be happy. You want your customers to come back to you. And this is becoming a bigger and bigger factor for around the world where consumers are saying we want to buy products from companies which are responsible, which are environmentally conscious, which have measures in place to not just take care of the environment, but also take care of the, you know, well-being of their employees who are governed ethically with a lot of integrity. So, you know, I'd give you an example. Uh, at, at some point of time, Lego. Now, Lego at some point of time said that they're going to go carbon neutral, mm-hmm. right? And, and they're going to have zero emissions. And they have actually invested something like 900 million. Don't quote me on that number, <laughs> but that's a number I got off, right. you know, of, of my research. And 900 million USD on converting all of their plants and their offices and their stores into uh, places which use uh, renewable energy sources. So, you know, one of the biggest things that ESG looks for is climate impact, right? I mean, that's one of the major factors. And climate impact is all about emission of greenhouse gases, Mm -hmm. how we're impacting our environment. So Lego has actually invested in, uh, you know, reducing their own carbon impact. And I think that goes a lot to show that you've put your money where your you know, mouth is and mm-hmm. you're investing. And so if you want to buy Lego for your children, at least you have a little more satisfaction in knowing that you're, you know, you're working with a company which is environmentally conscious. So it, it definitely, I think ESG helps to bring the consumers to you. It also does a lot for your employees. So if you're talking about, uh, you know, the impact on, on your people, if I have a workplace where I know that I'm being taken care of, where uh, my, uh, you know, the the employer cares for my health, cares for my mental well-being, cares for, uh, you know, the environment I work in, I will want to work for a company like this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all, and I think consistently over the last few years, when you run employer satisfaction services, you know, the best companies to work for service, companies which are high on the ESG standards always come out on top. So, mm-hmm. you know... Again, uh, fact is that today a lot of the maybe the workforce, about 52% of the workforce, roughly 50, 52% is Gen Z and millennials who care a lot about such factors. In another 20 years, another 10 years, maybe 70 plus percent will be Gen Z and millennials. So if you want to attract these people, if you want to bring them to work for you, you need to take care of these factors. 
Yes. Mm. So I think from here, let's, you know, sort of dive into each uh, third of ESG and how, you know, a company can incorporate uh, these elements and sort of why that would be good. Uh, and let's start with the most obvious one and the one that we've uh, discussed the most so far, which is the first one, E, environment. And as you mentioned, like Lego, a lot of companies are using uh the environment part of the ESGs uh, in order to basically, you know, go green, go uh, renewable, go recycling mm-hmm. initiatives and all that stuff. So tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. So, you know, uh, E, e ref- refers to how companies' products rate on sustainability. Are you using renewable energy sources? Are you using recycled materials? Are you, uh, you know, are you trying to reduce your carbon emissions? How much water are you using? you know, pollution that you're creating, all of these factors are environmental factors. Now, there are two terms that a lot of people use for this. Uh, You have something called carbon neutral and you have something called net zero. Now, carbon neutral is a bit of a cop-out in in my opinion, and and I'm being very, this is my individual opinion, of Mm -hmm. course. But uh, carbon neutral essentially means that if I use a certain amount of, you know, I emit a certain amount of carbon dioxide during my production or, or, you know, transport of my goods and stuff, then I try to, remove as much carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. So maybe I I do that by planting trees or, you know, creating, um, uh, trying to clear the pollution, you know, from my plants and stuff. Mm -hmm. Net zero, on the other hand, is a standard we should all be aspiring for. And net zero is where we are actively trying to reduce the emission that we have. So use better sources of fuel. And it's not as easy as it sounds. I was discussing this with with my daughter the other day, who's very, very socially conscious. And she said, you know, you could, as an organization, say, okay, every employee, you know, drives on the electric cars, uh, uses renewable sources to, you know, run their households, run the. But then, how about the fact that you use so much of internet, right? And your internet, your server farms, the amount of pollution they create, the amount of emissions they have. How do you control that? So then you need to put back. So, so net zero is you aim to reduce as much as you can, and then what you cannot reduce from your own thing, you you know, you do a carbon offset. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, in the I case guess. of, um, first of all, uh, your your daughter seems very with it, <laughs> with uh, social issues. So very good points from her uh, by proxy. But also, uh, you know, in the case of Lego, for example, you mentioned that they were going, they're aiming to go carbon neutral. But fact of the matter is, and as much as I love Legos, because <laughs> I do, they're made of plastic, right? Exactly. So that is sort of exactly. that, that um, I guess, catch-22 that we all right. have to contend with is how much are we consuming and how much are we giving back to the environment and as your daughter mentioned, um, you know, there are all these sources of things that we're not even aware of. And it's the, mm-hmm. I guess, the initiative and the responsibility of not only companies, but people to keep that in mind. And um, I guess companies, for example, um, you know, for BFM, we are in a, a green building, right? Okay. So that's part of... That's really good. Well, the, yeah, but that's part of the attempt, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and the um, the intent to... Uh, abide by the environmental stuff but it's also stuff like you know um, maybe your company could have like yeah like a recycling initiative you know Mm -hmm. uh, reducing the amount of things you need in general I mean just in terms of now that we're all working from home a little bit more if some companies choose to let's say move to a smaller office that reduces electricity costs that reduces all the stuff so that would be where that would come in in a company right you know, public transport. I wish we had better public transport. Me too. Could, <laughs> you know, not have to drive uh, single people in single cars, you know, going from point A to point B. And mm-hmm. and even, even things like the point you brought up about less 
consumption. I think that's that's so critical because, mm. you know, we talk about, so we, we were actually, again, coming back to my daughter, we yeah. were having this discussion on clothes. And she said, you know, people go and buy clothes. And I'm not going to name any brands because I don't want to get people, but, <laughs> you know, what we call fast fashion, you know, it's this season to next season to next season. And within a year, there could be multiple seasons, right? Mm. And and you keep changing your wardrobe, but why, you know, and, and you think you're paying less, or you're spending less, but the, the overall cost of buying those and consuming so much, she says, there are companies out there, which would, you know, which use a lot of renewable energy sources, they've used recycled ocean fab, you know, mm-hmm. uh, waste and things like that. And, and of course, as you say, they, they use those terms. You don't know how much of it is recycled and how much is not, but mm. you hope that at least a significant amount is. And and buy, and those products are more expensive, no doubt. If you go into the marketplace and you try to buy something which is, uh, you know, made from recycled material, it is more expensive. But again, you know, how many pairs of shoes do you need or how many hoodies do you need? Mm-hmm. So so it's, it's buy quality, buy less and buy less frequently. Absolutely. And, you know, that would, as an individual, those are things you can do to, you know, impact those. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break now for some messages. But after that, I will continue speaking to Rashmi Menon, Country MD for Leaderonomics Malaysia, about the business importance of ESG. So do stay tuned to Raise Your Game on BFM 89.9. Benchmark for Managers, BFM 89.9. You're listening to Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. Today on the line with me is Rashmi Menon, Country MD for Leaderonomics Malaysia. And today we're talking about the business importance of ESG. Before the break, we defined and clarified the differences between SDG, Sustainable Development Goals, ESG, which is what we're talking about today, which is Environment, Social and Governance, and CSR, which are Corporate Social Responsibilities. We also went into detail about the environmental aspect of ESG and how a company could maybe apply that to their operations. So now let's go to S. This is social issues. So uh, let's let's go into that. Sure. So social, I think, being from Leeronomics and we're, we're all about the people in your organization, I think for us, the social aspect really, really is critical. And mm-hmm. this is essentially talks about how a company's culture is beneficial both to the customers and to their employees. So, you know, if you're talking about... Um, diversity in your workplace, you're talking about employee benefits, you're talking about the salary you're paying, the safety of their, you know, workspace, flexible working hours, all of these come under the social aspect. And and one of the things that the outcome of this is, if you create a workspace, if you create an environment which employees perceive as being healthy for you or for them, you know, as, as supportive, as, as a place where they can feel at ease and then and you know be themselves i think that goes a long way in creating employee satisfaction mm-hmm. and if you have satisfied employees you're going to have high performing employees you know employees always give back when they feel satisfied when they feel they're making an impact mm-hmm. um, i'll give you an example uh, and uh, there was an australian bank which one year told its employees that for your bonuses this year you can choose to actually rather than getting the bonus yourself contribute to a charity of your choice and this was not given to everybody. I think they gave it to some section of the employees. And those employees actually said that was the most satisfying thing they had done that year. The fact that their bonus went towards contributing to causes that they believed in. So I think taking care of your employees, taking care of your customers, 
that is the social aspect of uh, ESG. And I think it really matters. It, it really helps a company improve performance. The highest performing companies out there are companies which focus a lot on ESG. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that the conversation around social issues, especially when it comes to the workplace, has, of course, been um, you know, amplified by the pandemic. We have all seen that many, many employees and employers are realizing the importance of essentially keeping your employees safe, healthy and happy. And, um, you know, it's stuff like here where that conversation around work culture is really important. The conversation about uh, hybrid work, flexible work, remote work, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. right, yeah. is also coming into place. And it's also one of the driving forces of what we are referring to as the Great Resignation, especially in countries like the U.S., Absolutely. Where that lack of, I guess, adherence and attention to social issues in companies are driving employees out en masse, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. you know, um, I guess uh, in terms of examples of how companies could uh, implement some of these changes and some of these and to look out for some of these issues, like you mentioned, you know, employee benefits, um, health insurance and, and taking a look at that. It could be about, you know, um, maybe even taking a look at your increment percentage per, like per year and seeing is that enough in comparison to uh, adjusting for cost of living and inflation, uh, talking about, um, you know, running uh like you said, uh, employee satisfaction service as well. And also having a culture, uh, and this is something I, I, I bring up a lot on Razor Game, but having a culture that facilitates that that survey is answered truthfully. Yes. Um, you know, without fear of consequences or, or repercussions of any kind, if there was constructive criticism in those surveys, uh, you know, all of this stuff, uh, which is stuff that we talk about quite a lot on the show. And of course, Leadonomics, um, you know, it's a big value for you guys as well. So... Moving on from that, we move on to the last uh, letter, which is G, which is governance. So this is, I think, the most um, obscure, I guess, element. So let's let's delve into that. So I think governance is something that companies care for a lot. You know, you 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 go back into the news for the last 20, 30, 40 years, we constantly have scandals around governance, mm-hmm. right? Corruption and, and insider trading and, and all kinds of things. And the impact these have on our economy, on the global economy, on the marketplace are massive. So how, how do companies protect themselves against that? How do companies protect you know, their, their employees, their consumers against things like that? So strong governance is absolutely critical for you know, for this to happen. And strong governance means that you make sure that your uh, board of directors has enough diversity, enough representation. There is space for people to come and, as you said, uh, offer criticism without being penalized for it. So, you know, whistleblowers, uh, we know how how that can go for a lot of whistleblowers. But Mm -hmm. I, I think it's very, very important that the company look at its ethics. And I think the only way that happens is when your performance gets linked to how you're, you know, carrying out these things. So a lot of companies, a lot of the forward companies in this matter are actually linking things like CEO compensation or CEO bonuses to how well are they implementing ESG standards? What mm-hmm. are they doing to manage governance? What are they, the, the board is, uh, you know, also held responsible for this. So when you make them accountable, when you make them, uh, you know, make it a deliverable that they are measured against and, and they get their, you know, compensation against, I think it becomes very, uh, it becomes more critical to them. And again, from a broader perspective, if you have a company which has strong governance, the mar- market recognizes that. So there are so many, you know, if you're looking at your stock price, if you're not a well-governed company, if your governance is not strong, you are not going to, 
get investments from, uh, you know, and, and I think finally it all comes back to that, right? Am I customers coming to me? Are the investors coming to me? Mm-hmm. And one way of doing that is to ensure that your governance is very strong. I think in a way, you know, when it comes to the issue of governance and especially for maybe, uh, you know, uh, SMEs specifically as well, where they may not necessarily have a massive board of directors or anything like that, but it's all about accountability. I think that's the key, right? Um, It's basically about making sure that you are managing your company in a way where you are holding yourself and your employees and that whole cycle accountable. Um, And also, uh, you know, making sure that, as you mentioned, a lot of it sort of ties back into that social aspect as well when it comes into, uh, you know, working on your DEI initiatives, uh, working on looking at uh, different incentives and what you're actually measuring it by. Are you measuring it by, oh, just these are the profits we're making, blah, blah, blah. Or is it actually something that is going to benefit not only your company or your employees or you, but the world at large? Absolutely. Really, Absolutely. really interesting. So I think we'll sort of start to... Um, look a little bit wider. Mm-hmm. Looking at all of this stuff, looking at environmental, social, and governance in, in such detail, how does a strong ESG proposition link to value creation in an organization? Let's go there. Oh, okay. Uh, value creation. I think you create value by creating a workspace where the products you put out, where the employees you have, the the, the environment you have is something that adds value to everyone. You're adding Mm -hmm. value to your customers by making sure that the products you're offering them come from renewable sources, use renewable energy. So you give them that satisfaction. You Mm -hmm. look at your own people, you are treating them in a way that uh, helps them to, uh, you know, live balanced, happy lives. Now, you you know, you talked about the great resignation and and it's really resonated with me because I think what the pandemic did for a lot of people was gave them time to think, you know, you were were stuck at home, you couldn't go anywhere, the noise around you had stopped in a sense. And everyone started to reevaluate what they were looking for in life. And the number of people who said, you know what, I, I want to do something which makes me feel happy, which gives me satisfaction. And satisfaction doesn't come with material things. I mean, it could for a short period of time, but Mm -hmm. beyond that, I think people really want to feel that they're impacting the world around them in a better way, leaving behind something that that is better than where they started from. So Mm -hmm. so I think value creation uh, would be on one level, it's for your customers, on one level, it's for your employees. And then one level, it's also for your shareholders, your stakeholders. Because when you create a company, when you use... ESG standards to really define your business model, the direction, your strategy, then you are actually creating a company that people would want to invest in and you're mm-hmm. creating, you know, value for your shareholders as well. So you you create a value across the board. And I think that would be. I think it ties into all these, um, like, I guess, buzzwords, but these really important things that, you know, consumers and stakeholders buy into, which is uh, honesty, integrity and trustworthiness, right? Absolutely. If you are a company that is actively working to make the world a better place, which is the point. That's the goal of, 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 you know, ESG incentives. That's the idea anyway, right? Absolutely. And you're doing that with that at the primary forefront of your motivations and not, you know, totally, um, oh, we're just doing this because we have to, or we're just doing this, you know. That reads. And, um, you know, consumers and stakeholders are savvier than ever. I mean, your own daughter, (laughs) for example, (laughs) right? You know, we can see, and as you mentioned, the younger generation especially are becoming so well-versed on these issues. A lot of people are speaking out against massive companies um, because they have realized that these companies are not fulfilling their end of the bargain in terms of, I guess, being trustworthy. Um, 
and that is reflecting in uh, you know their consumption behavior, stakeholders as well. Why would you want to invest in a company that isn't doing good stuff? Basically, yeah. it kind of boils down yeah. to right. You know, it, it actually comes back to sustainability in a sense mm. because if I'm if I'm impacting the environment negatively, you know. Where's the sustainability of my product? Where's the sustainability of my entire, uh, you know, organization? If I look at the sustainability of the people, you know, people are resigning because they don't feel valued. They don't feel that they can continue to work in an environment which does not, you know, support them. So how if you don't have a sustainable workforce, if you're not able to keep your employees happy, satisfied and with you, your business is going to go down at some point or the other. People are going to stop working with you, people are going to stop buying from you, people are going to stop investing in you. So there is no sustainability. So the, the sustainability factor, and this is a funny story, ESG, at one time, long time ago, I thought ESG stood for environmental sustainable something. And I was like, huh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not right. But so, it turns out, but, but technically, it, just, it comes back to sustainability, because we are trying to create a more sustainable world around us. And, uh, you know, that, that that's the direction everyone, the new generation, but I think even the old generation needs to understand that that's the direction we need to go in. Absolutely. we get this once and we don't get to do it over again. So You know what? On that note, that's the end of our conversation today. But thank you very much, uh, Rashmi, for sharing uh, with us all about uh, the business importance of ESG today. Thank you so much, Christine, for having me. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. I've been speaking to Rashmi Menon, Country MD for Leaderonomics Malaysia, about the business importance of ESG. If you have missed any of today's conversation, you can go ahead and download the podcast. That's available on our app, which is available on the Apple App Store and Google Play, or our website, bfm.my, where you can listen to and download the podcast as well. This is BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.